podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. De Bruyne, oh, one mil city! Funnels! And Pogba leaves for McTominay! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable. With your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's me, Jody McInnes. It's game week 30, and you know what that means. It's another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. International break is finally almost behind us. We're back with some really, really exciting Premier League fixtures. I'm super excited that Zimbabwe has qualified for the AFCON but also kind of a bit upset because South Africa's not there as well. It would have been great to have both Zimbabwe and South Africa in there, just from a personal perspective. But that's international football. As I said, we've got a whole host of Premier League fixtures coming up and some really exciting ones. And I also am super excited to bring the guest that we have on. Obviously, if you listen to the intro, you know who it is. Jody McKennis, Spurs fan, voice of a tad predictable with the awesome interest that you give us week in, week out. Welcome to the show, first and foremost. And how are you feeling? How how how's, how are you feeling about Spurs this season? How are you feeling about, you know, going into what's going to be a very crucial, busy period for for all teams pretty much in the Premier League? Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, well, I can tell you it's been nice to have a break from watching Spurs play over the last couple of weeks, but I'm really looking forward to the games we've got on this weekend. Um, in terms of Spurs, look, we're currently three points off Chelsea, who are fourth um, place at the moment. So I don't think we're in a terrible position, but I do feel that the teams who are ahead of us have been performing exceptionally well compared to us. And at this stage, with the way the team have been playing, with the inconsistency and unreliability in certain players... I just don't think there's even a hint of us getting a top four position. Um, we also have the Carabao Cup final coming up on the 25th of April, which is also Anzac Day. So shout out to the Australian and the New Zealand listeners we've got. Um, I can say I'm I'm extremely worried about it. We really need to win this, I think, if we um, have any hope in keeping Kane in the squad. But I'm just so scared of this Man City team. I don't want to comment too much on the loss to Zagreb, as I'm still getting over it. Um, there's obviously still some problems in the team, and I just don't think they have um, the winning mentality that Man City has. To win trophies, you need every single player to show up 120% every single match. And we've seen there are some games where they've just really slacked off and haven't shown the hunger that you'd expect from a trophy-winning team. It's not fair on the fans, it's not fair on Mourinho, and it's not fair on them. So I guess with all the other Spurs supporters, I'm feeling pretty average about the team right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, it's it's such a tricky position to be in. I, I feel your pain in terms of 
be, you know, supporting a team that's also wondering if they're going to be making it into top four this season. Obviously, Liverpool, we are behind you guys uh, by two points. We play your rivals, Arsenal, this weekend, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that uh, later on. But yeah, you've also got, you know, the you're now out of Europe uh, for this season. That, that's me. obviously yeah, I know, I know that that's that's a <laughs> massive loss for Mourinho. I'm sure he would have eyed that tournament. Yeah. It then, you know, Mourinho likes to win a trophy early on in his um, you know, era at, at any club. So he's probably now thinking, okay, at least I'm in a final with yeah. the Carabao Cup. Do I put a lot of focus on that? Do I do I get the team, you know, peaking at that game? Yeah. Or do I, you know, and what would that do for the league? Does that mean league form suffers or you just mm. got to keep pushing it? it? It's a whole lot yeah. to get through. I'm, you know, hopefully for your sake, the team can navigate it. Um, I, I definitely don't think both of us can make it into the top four. There, there's so <laughs> many good teams up there at the moment. Yeah. Um, if one of us make it cool, but as you say, it's going to be really tough to get there. So I think maybe just... Carabao Cup and and try and try and get top four for Spurs Liverpool. I'm sure everything's in the Champions League basket. Yeah, that that won't be easy. Um, yeah, so two teams that are kind of in limbo at the moment and at crucial times of the season, but they're not the only two teams in the Premier League. There's <laughs> you know 18 other teams in the Premier League, and this weekend. I'm super excited for the fixtures. I mean, this is the kind of weekend that you want after having had an international break is some really tasty fixtures. Yeah. Whether, you know, teams are, 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 are got enough training as a, as a group to be ready for these fixtures or didn't or, you know, have their eye on European competitions or Carabao Cups, as you say. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Jody. we start this weekend on Saturday... Chelsea versus West Brom. This this is a very good <laughs> Chelsea side at the moment. How how are you feeling? Mm. West Brom are going to be. Can they handle them? Look, Chelsea are a serious contender for top four um, this season. They've continued to go from strength to strength. Um, they've been undefeated in all the games they've played since Tuchel's come in, which has been really impressive to see. Um, like I said, they're sitting comfortably in fourth place and they're definitely a real threat at the moment. And I actually see this being a really easy win for them. Um, West Brom, on the other hand, are sitting deep in the relegation zone and having only one win in their last five matches. I really don't think it's looking good for them or their confidence going into this match. Um, so I think it's going to be a 3-0 win for Chelsea. I just think they're too strong for West Brom, who've had a terrible record on goals. And I just think Chelsea might be too much for them tomorrow night. Look, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to argue uh, <laughs> against anything you've said there. I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, the the resurgence of Chelsea. You know, obviously yeah. as a Liverpool fan, not enjoying it too much. And I'm sure you share <laughs> the sentiment yeah. as a Spurs fan. You kind of wish that the, the inconsistency con- continued. But mm-hmm. they are playing well. Yeah. Defensively, they look really sound. I suppose yeah. the only issue for them has been kind of figuring out who is going to be leading the line for them. But mm. when you haven't lost a game, I mean, these are luxurious, luxurious, um, you know, complaints <laughs> nice? to have. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind not conceding goals and and being mm. able to to score the odd goal every now and then. I mean, they they had 
the 2-0 win against Everton a couple of weeks back. And then they got, obviously, the draw against Leeds, which came out yeah. of left field for me. I, I thought they would get a lot of goals in that game and Leeds would have tried to get a lot of goals in that game. But for this game, I, I see a lot of goals for just one team, unfortunately. Mm. Um, yeah. As you said, West Brom not playing well at the moment, struggling for goals at the moment. I, I think it's three games in a row, or three games now that they haven't mm-hmm. scored a goal. And then you yeah. come up against this Chelsea team. <laughs> oh man. Forget it, it, about it. <laughs> forget about it. it. It's it's really tricky. I think the only thing maybe that West Brom fans, I'm looking at it maybe from a West Brom fan perspective, thinking maybe Chelsea have their eye on Porto uh, this mm. coming Wednesday. Because obviously they play, they play West Brom Saturday, 1230 then they've got Porto Wednesday, which probably gives them a, a, a lot of time to prepare for Porto. But maybe yeah. some of their players, you know, don't go into the challenges too much, feeling like, oh, I, I don't want to get injured in this game when mm. I've got a tasty Champions League game coming up and maybe that helps West Brom. But from a True. prediction perspective, I think I'm probably going to match you on that 3-0. I think I'm going to join you there. Uh-huh. Um I I just can't see them scoring, and I think yeah. Chelsea get get a professional performance out of their players, get the win, and then once the you know sixty seventieth minute, you'll probably see a lot of changes just to rest some players ahead of Porto. Mm-hmm. Two teams that don't have to worry about resting players and and taking players <laughs> off. They're gonna have their players, you know, they want their best players playing ninety minutes. Hopefully, it's Leeds versus Sheffield. Now. Mm-hmm. Sheffield, obviously, very disappointing season this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leeds, it's been fun watching their games. I'm never bored watching a Leeds game. <laughs> Maybe surprised sometimes at the score lines, but I'm never mm-hmm. bored. How, how have you? How how do you think this game is going to go? Yeah, I agree. Actually, um, yeah, I was going to say Leeds have been playing pretty well all season, but um, I do see them having a good crack on Saturday. I was really happy with the game against Fulham just before the international break as I'd quickly re-added Paddy B to my fantasy team and I managed <laughs> he managed to get me some extra points, so that was a bit of fun for me. Um, I see him having another great game along with Rafinha. Sheffield United, um, oh, as you say, poor Sheffield United. That 5-0 loss to Leicester was horrific to see and then losing 2-0 to Chelsea in the FA Cup just before the break was the final nail for them, I think. Um, I'm just so disappointed for them. I mean, they've, you know, they've they were doing so well at the start of last season, and they're just really, really doing so poorly now. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens after them having a break. Um, one slight hope for them is that they've managed to win during their last two trips to Leeds. I think so. I guess if anything else, they can hold that memory to give them a bit of a boost. But I really don't think it's looking good for them. Um. I'm going to say 2-1 to Leeds. I think there'll be another Paddy B goal or at least an assist from him, but I do think Sheffield will put up a fight and get a goal in. So, yeah, 2-1 to me. And, and I'm sure all the Sheffield fans and players listening to this <laughs> will, will hold on to that um, that stat that you mentioned that, you know, they've got a good record against Leeds and, yeah. and maybe they can try and use that to their advantage. Now, I know you are dominating fantasy at the moment definitely the leagues you're in and um last time i checked you were in the top hundred thousand in the uk 
Um, is Patrick Bamford worth a captain this week? Are you captaining him oh, or you don't I give don't away know. your fantasy <laughs> secrets? Um, I do have him in my team, but I don't think I'm going to captain him this week. I think I'll, I'll, I'm captaining Kane. I'll give you the hot tip there. But yeah, ah, Paddy okay. B's in the team. So. <laughs> okay, Paddy B, if you're listening, give us a goal, please. Um, yes, please. <laughs> from my perspective, I think, you know, Sheffield United, as you said, it's been a very bad season for them. It, it's just it's just another team similar to West Brom where I just don't see where they're going to get the goals in this game. I know Leeds sometimes have been leaky, but mm. I think they'll be eyeing this game as one of the games that they really need to take advantage of and, and, and try and rack up as many goals as they can. I'm going back to back three nils. Oh, wow. This, this okay. could be an interesting weekend. Yeah, I'm going back to back three nils. <laughs> um, I'm lucky the Paddy B shout. Yeah. I may captain him. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> I, I haven't sorted out my fantasy team yet. And you can tell your fantasy team is already in order, as you've said. Mine isn't even. <laughs> and, and that's reflected in where we both are, I think, in terms of <laughs> rankings in the world for, for fantasy. But we'll move swiftly along. Um, to arguably the game of the weekend. It's Leicester City yeah. versus Man City. Obviously, you're <laughs> looking at both sides and saying number one team versus team in third place at the moment. Yeah. Who you got, Jodie? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is definitely going to be the match of the weekend for me. Um, Leicester have been putting in some solid performances, although Vardy has failed to show up much this season, which has personally affected me. Um, going back to the fantasy thing, I think I've put him in and taken him out of my team about four times, hoping he'll do something. And he's not impressed me much at all this season. Um, Man City, well, we we all knew they were going to win the title months ago, didn't we? Um Gundogan has been a massive threat of late. And even though Leicester smashed them back in September, I know City will be desperate for revenge on that. I mean, at this rate, I think their second team could probably take them comfortably to the final, to be honest. Um, I think Leicester will put up a good fight, but City will take it through 3-2 for me, I think. Definitely a revenge game. Well yeah. worth watching. And your score <laughs> prediction was City? 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, City. City 3-2. At, yeah. at least there will be goals. Um, it will be an exciting game if, if, it, if it pans out that way. It's going to be showing in the UK on Sky Sports, but if you're like me, I don't even pay that much attention to where it's being shown because I've got Liberty Shield. Um, this show is obviously presented by EPRindex.com in association with our presenting sponsors, Liberty Shield. Guys, I highly recommend you go to LibertyShield.com, check out their website, get yourself kitted out with the VPN package, make sure that not only you can enjoy entertainment you can enjoy sport you can enjoy just all of your viewing pleasures without restrictions you know i can watch american sports i can watch south african tv if i want to you know if you're feeling a bit homesick i can switch on look for zimbabwean <laughs> tv and i don't even need to worry about multiple subscriptions liberty shield hooks me up with just one all access pass pretty much um i'm, I'm enjoying their package at the moment uh march madness for those American listeners, for those that don't know, college uh, basketball has been on this month, this month, and my bracket blew up in the first day, so that didn't <laughs> go well. But um, I, I, I called Gonzaga winning it from the beginning, so they're still in. 
Jody, do you have a team uh, in March Madness? And have you been watching or? I have been watching Gonzaga. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been. I'm, I'm following Baylor, so I'm hoping that um, they'll take it through. But maybe we'll be up against you guys in the final. Who knows? Ah, yeah, yeah. We okay. We'll see. We'll see. We will see you in the finals. I, I don't know if you'll be there. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my Gonzaga Bulldogs making it to the finals. I don't know if you guys are going to be there to, to, but it will be interesting to see. But yeah, guys. If you want to watch March Madness, you can watch that using Liberty Shield as well. Please go check them out. Let them know you heard about them from us. That stuff really, really helps us out. Now, this tasty fixture, Leicester City versus Manchester City. I'm so looking forward to this game. Obviously, I can see, you know, it's one of those games where, from my perspective, Man City are going to have a lot of the ball. City are going to look to, um, Leicester are going to look to try and counter but the one problem for me is, as Joy, Jody has pointed out, Vardy just isn't firing it on, on all cylinders. We know mm. he's had the injury problems this season. So they kind of need him to be firing in this game because I don't think City are going to allow them too many chances. And with the, I'm, I'm going to go with a 2-1 City win. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm thinking, you know, future. I, I don't know if City want to put all of the energy in this game i mean even if they lose this game i'm pretty sure they're 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 running away with the league this season as you said their second team at the moment (laughs) probably still win it they're that strong (laughs) depth wise so i I don't see them pushing too hard um um, but a 2-1 win continue the momentum carry on going forwards Speaking of momentum, or should I maybe say lack thereof the team that (laughs) follows this one my beloved liverpool Jody, they won a game. <laughs> they won a game. They Yay. finally won a game. I, I was so Aww, excited. Um, bless. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not been pretty for us recently. Aww. But um, they come up against an Arsenal side who have basically done the job on Liverpool the last couple of times <laughs> that they've played. You know, you think of the Community Shield. You think of last season. Obviously, Liverpool at that time had won the title kind of, um, you know, going at a very slow pace to to end the season. It seemed like they were taking owls out of left, right and center all of a sudden. But, you know, credit to Arsenal. They got those wins. They've got the psychological advantage in terms of recent fixtures. Can Liverpool turn it around? We saw glimpses against Wolves. Obviously, they get the win there, but still don't have their full squad and they won't for the rest of the season. Um, How do you see Arsenal versus Liverpool going? I think this will be an interesting one. Um, Both teams have been performing inconsistently this season. In the last couple of seasons, I think there'd be no question about how this match would turn out. I would have given it to Liverpool. But with Liverpool's injuries having an impact on them, um, having lost seven of the last 11 games, I think, um, this could prove to be a difficult one for them. Arsenal should be going into this match semi-confidently, knowing how poor Liverpool's defence have been without their key players. And as you said, they've also had a good run against Liverpool, having beat them in the League Cup back in October and should be still buzzing from that horrible North London derby that we won't speak about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually think there'll be goals flying all over the place in this one, but I'm going to give Liverpool the win and I'll say 4-3 to Liverpool. Um, hopefully Salah will be back to scoring multiple goals and I can see Mane having a crack 
maybe throwing in a bicycle kick because he loves those, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, he does love a bicycle <laughs> kick, does Marley. That's a very bold yeah. chart. I'm, I'm digging the bold charts here. Mm. Um, thank you for the Liverpool win, by the way, on behalf of Liverpool fans. <laughs> As you said, this this game is one of those games that you know there are going to be a lot of goals. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, it's commentator curse me saying that now, but over the last mm. couple of games, I think, Every, you know, both teams are scoring at least one yeah. goal. And then it's depending on who then gets the second, maybe the third. As you say, the fourth will be required based on your scoreline, giving it a 4-3. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I'm definitely not putting a, a, a no goals on either team. I, I think both teams are going to score in this game. Both teams' defenses are pretty shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool's more so just from a depth perspective. They're, but they're, they've, they've started to... St- to get at least a semblance of a centre-back pairing in Phillips and Kabak. They mm-hmm. seem to be playing okay together. I'm I'm still not happy with it, obviously, based <laughs> on who we had at the back. But I think Kabak is starting to grow and, and, and into this team a lot more, showing a lot more of what he's capable of. Nat Phillips, I'm not happy with him on the ball. Off the ball when people are lobbing balls and, and he gets to head them away, he looks like a world beater, but <laughs> when he then has to pass the ball, he gives the ball away so many times. And, and I find it quite funny how the the narrative around him seems to be, you know, he's this world beater, but if you actually watch the amount of times he gives the ball to the other team, just from passing, I, I never see it get mentioned by commentators. Uh, so that mm. that's an interesting one. But hopefully in this game, that's not an issue. If, if You know, Arsenal have shown at times that they can press teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're targeting Nat Phillips. If they don't target Nat Phillips, I'll be quite disappointed <laughs> in Arteta and his backroom star. Because that's an easy target. Get bodies around him. Um, look for the second balls when he, when he clears it. And, and they should have some chances after pressing, which could be dangerous for Liverpool. From Liverpool's perspective... As you say, with that 4-3 uh, scoreline, I think Liverpool just have to outgun the Gunners. Like, mm. don't try and win the game 1-0 or, yeah. you know, a, a late 2-1. You're going to just have to score goals. Yeah. And the problem for Liverpool is they've got Real Madrid midweek. This is the type of game where you could be 3-1 up. If you sub your star players off, you could easily find yourself, you know, mm. down 4-3 just because of the firepower that Arsenal has and the instability at the back that Liverpool have. So I'm I'm super yeah. worried about this one. I'm gonna go with a three three draw. Um I know Arsenal had a three three draw in, you know, against West Ham last time around, but I just have a feeling that both teams are gonna cancel each other out from an offense mm-hmm. perspective. And then defensively, I'm not confident in either of these defenses. <laughs> and also just an added bonus last last time around Liverpool played I predicted a draw against Wolves and Liverpool ended up winning so <laughs> Liverpool. Um, I, I hope they catch that one but we move on to the last fixture that will be involved in and you know I'm introducing it early but bank it or burn it Jody Southampton versus Burnley this is an interesting game both teams you know they're coming into this one off at the beginning of the season, Southampton came out flying out the gates. Mm. People were thinking, you know, this could be a really special season for them. They've kind of tailed off a bit now. And then Burnley have kind of done the opposite. They started really horribly. 
and then kind of just started picking things up and lo and behold they're both you know 14th and 15th but both on 33 points now mm, yeah I mean, I think this is going to be a bit of a boring one, to be honest. Um, poor Southampton have been having a terrible season, having lost four of the six last uh, last six matches, I think, including that horrible 9-0 defeat against Man U. Um, you hate to see it. You really do. <laughs> you do, yeah. Um, Ingsy seems to be getting himself a lot of injuries as well, which is concerning for them, I think. Um Burnley have been playing pretty average this season. They've had some interesting wins, like you said, um, and the, that one against Everton was really good. But they seem to be the only team that Spurs can actually thrash, which I'm not complaining about. Um, I see them putting up a good fight this weekend. I think they're pretty evenly matched, actually, and I'm finding it hard to predict this one. Um, I think this is actually banned, but I know you've just done that. So I, I want to give them a draw and I'll say one all. One all for this game. Look, um, as you say, evenly matched, not just on the pitch in terms of how they're sort of coming together at the moment. Evenly matched on the table, both on 33 points. Evenly matched on goal difference, both on minus 15 points. I mean, minus 15 goals in goal difference. I think a draw is a sound, sound call. Mm. You know, they, they seem to be tying in a lot of things as well. So yeah. uh, I, 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 I can't blame you going for a draw on this one. Um, I'm going to go with the Burnley win. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Southampton fans. I should have warned you to maybe, you know, put you, cover your ears or something. But <laughs> it just seems to be the way things are going for Southampton at the moment. They just can't mm. get a win. As you yeah. said, you know, they, they've only had one win in their last five games. And mm. Burnley seemed, you know, I was really impressed with their performance against Everton. And, and yeah, obviously Dwight McNeil, he showed up big time in that game. And I think he continues that kind of form in this one. I'm going to go with the 1-0 Burnley win. I think that's probably a, a scoreline that Burnley fans will be familiar with um, over the years. But I think a solid 1-0 win against the Southampton side that just can't get the rub of the green at the moment is... Is how I'm seeing this game going. But Jody, we are arriving at that time, that wonderful segment, bank it or burn it. Now, you've played this game before. Last time you got 15 out of 25, which was very impressive. You know, it was two points off the leaderboard at that time. But right now, I can confirm we have a brand new leader on top of Banquet or Bernard, Alex Letissier got 18 out of 25 in episode 24. How are you feeling about that score? How are you feeling? Are you ready to, to, to try and take her down? I think I'm ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a, it's always a tough one. This game, isn't it? Um, you got to rely on the players, but yeah, I'm ready. Let's, let's do this. Awesome stuff. Look, for those of you that are joining us for the first time, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Uh, but just for your benefit, for my benefit, for everyone's benefit, I'll just remind everyone of the rules again. Jody, I am going to put 15 seconds on the clock. Um, you're going to try and answer all five questions in each of the five rounds before the 15 seconds runs out. Uh, I'll be reading out each of the questions. You shout bank it if you think it's going to happen. Or you shout burn it if you think the scenario is not going to happen. 
Um, let me read out the questions first and then just let you get a feel for them. Uh, so the fixtures, for those of you keeping score at home, is Chelsea versus West Brom, Leeds versus Sheffield United, Leicester versus Manchester City, Arsenal versus Liverpool, and Southampton versus Burnley. So the five games that we've already discussed questions we've got question a possession 55 45 to the home team b over three offsides c under 20 clearances d a goal from outside the box and e point to the heavens goal celebration jody how are you finding those questions you you wrapping your head around them figuring out your answers mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm i think i'm there awesome stuff okay so we're gonna get cracking the first fixture is Chelsea versus West Brom. And your time starts now. Possession 55-45 to the home team. Bank it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Under 20 clearances. Burn it. Goal from outside the box. Bank it. Point to the Heavens goal celebration. Burn it. Burn it at the end of... All right. I don't think any Chelsea players do this. <laughs> I don't. I, since William left, I, I don't know. Yeah. If William would have, would have been the one for Chelsea. I'm trying to think. Maybe Giroud. Sometimes. Yeah, I was thinking that as well, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. It will be interesting, mm. and obviously in that game, neither of us predicted West Brom scoring a goal. So yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's <laughs> only the, the Chelsea players that factored into your. Yeah. predictions there but you got a nice mixture there three banks two burns how, how are you feeling after the first round yeah good i think okay bring okay. it on bring it on yeah okay we <laughs> move on to leeds versus sheffield united as a second fixture your time starts now possession 55 45 to the home team bank it over three offsides bank it under 20 clearances Bank it. Goal from outside the box. Bank it. Point to the heavens goal celebration. Burn it. Burn it at the end. Yeah. You almost got caught. Paddy B doesn't there. do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, you got the Paddy B goals. That's Paddy right. What B about Rafinha? Do that. Oh, I've not seen him I do that. Predicted but... a Rafinha one as well. <laughs> That will be interesting. Okay. Better not do that if you're listening, Rafinha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't try and persuade the players here. We, keep, <laughs> we run a clean ship here. Okay. Jappy, nimble, jappy, quick. Uh, the next one is Leicester City versus Man City. You almost got caught up with the clock on that last one. Let's see if you can beat it this time as well. Your time starts now. Possession 55-45 to the home team. Burn it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Under 20 clearances. Bank it. Go from outside the box. Bank it. Point to the Heavens goal celebration. Burn it. Burn it. Yeah, burn With it. With time to spare. Nicely done. All right, that one. Ages, ages of time to spare. Okay, my fix, you know, there was the fixture of the weekend there, Leicester versus Man City, objective fixture of the weekend. My personal fixture of the weekend, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Your time starts now. Possession 55-45 to the home team. Burn it. Over three offsides. Burn it. Under 20 clearances. 
Burn it. Go from outside the box. Burn it. Burn it. Point to the goal. Have point to the heavens. Goal celebration. Burn it. Burn it. Was that <laughs> yeah. burns all the way through? That was burns all. The- it was a tough one though. Um, you know, it's a tough match to to predict this one. But yeah, I'm I'm burning everything on there. <laughs> just light it up. Everything light just it light up. it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) Okay, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Your last fixture for the weekend, Southampton versus Burnley. We'll see how your scoreline prediction affects how you predict these five questions. Your time starts now. Position 55-45 to the home team. Bank it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Under 20 clearances. Burn it. Go from outside the box. Burn it. Point to the heavens goal celebration. Burn it. Ooh, burn it at the end as well. Okay, I'm sensing a pattern that was starting to develop. <laughs> the amount of burns that you got. Okay, thank you for playing along. That was our bank it or burn it segment. We'll see how you do. We move on to probably what's personally your fixture of the week. You've hinted at what a mental headache Spurs have at the moment in terms of there's just so much going on. Carabao Cup on the horizon, trying to get into the top four, disappointment of, you know, coming out, getting knocked out of Europe as well. Maybe the international break was a chance for the players to get refreshed, rejuvenated, but hey, I'm I'm speaking from the outside looking in. Let's hear about someone that's on the inside here. Jody, how do you see Newcastle versus Tottenham panning out? Oh, the mighty Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk too soon, but this is one Spurs match that I'm not too worried about. Um, I'll probably have a different view on Sunday, though. <laughs> um, I'll have to make sure I've eaten a lot of chocolate eggs for breakfast, I think. Um even with all the trouble we've got going on at the moment, I think we can be confident that Newcastle is still hovering in the relegation zone and they haven't won a match in the last five games. Um, I know we had quite a few players out on international games, but we're lucky we don't have to travel this weekend. So I'm really hoping that um, we might have Sonny back as well. Um, and if he's not back, I know Vinicius um, will be a good shout to start. So I'm expecting big things from him if he does. Um I'm slightly concerned if Regulon is still out, but hopefully Tanganga might be able to prop up the back, which will be crucial for this match, I think. It's always a gamble to see what team Jose is going to go with, and I'm already nervous about the lack of defence options. Um, I think it will be really important for us to get an early goal, but we need to make sure that we don't take our foot off the pedal and relax if um, if that does happen. So oh, you can never be too confident when it comes to Spurs, but I'm actually going to call a 2-0 win to us. I think Kane should be back in form and I hope that Vinny can get us a sneaky goal if he plays as well. So, yeah, 2-0 to us, please. (laughs) 2-0. You've heard it here first. Spurs, don't disappoint. Um, (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Newcastle last five games, three draws, two losses, whereas Spurs' last five games, four wins, one loss. Obviously, the loss... Mm -hmm. That's a game that had a red card in it as well. So Spurs yeah. have maybe not, you know, stylistically looked amazing, but they've mm-hmm. they've gotten results, and yeah. I, I hope they've shaken off the 
European exit. I've seen mm. things like that affect Spurs players. That's probably the only thing that's making me hesitant yeah. for this game. Just the fact that sometimes Spurs players hold on to these things a little bit too long instead of just yeah. shaking it off, focus on the next game. Yeah. Um, for that reason, I'm going to say two. I'm I'm going to, I'm still going to go with Spurs, but you went two 0 <laughs> Spurs. I'm going to go two one Spurs. Mm-hmm. I can see Newcastle getting a goal in this one. They're starting to get some players back. You know, Callum Wilson maybe hopefully is coming back for this one. Um, you're looking at Dubravka trying to get him back. Saint Maximan, crucial player for them as well. If if they can get these guys fit and firing for this game. They could cause Spurs problems. You've mentioned that Spurs have the defensive issues in terms of depth. Um, mm. Yeah, I could see Newcastle getting a goal in this one. And But hey, I suppose Spurs fans wouldn't mind. They still get the win <laughs> on that one. Two teams that will be hoping to get wins that follow this game. It's Aston Villa versus Fulham. Obviously, Fulham hoping that win will be a win that would take them above Newcastle if the score predictions from both myself and Jody come true. That would take them out of the relegation zone. For Aston Villa, maybe a late run for top four or at the very least top six. I think it's still on the cards if they can put a few you know, games back to back and, and get some Ws there. The big thing is is, is Grealish back. Uh, I think I think that that is evident. He's a huge factor for them this season. Jody, Aston Villa versus Fulham, take it away. Um, I think this will be an interesting match. I think Fulham have been playing really well, actually, up until recently. Um, I know you even had them in your power rankings at one point. So I think the position that they have... (laughs) Well, to be honest, I think the position that they have in the table doesn't really reflect the effort that they've been putting up prior to the last few games they've been playing. Um, Villa have had some shockers as well, but they beat Fulham 3-0 back in September. And um, I think you've just confirmed for me that Grealish is back. So that should give them a confidence boost, I think. Um, I saw Traore also finally got that goal that he's been desperate for during the international break. So he could also be a threat, I think. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 to Villa. I think Fulham will be desperate for a goal, but I can't see them beating Villa at home this weekend. I really can't. Yeah, I mean... Are you, are you saying 2-0? Two, 2-1. No? Two, one. Two, one. Okay, okay, 2-1, yep. That makes sense. Look, for me, I think it all hinges on whether or not they throw Grealish in there. They've shown that they've struggled to be creative when he's not there. Um, even Ollie Watkins, who I'm, I'm really exp- impressed with this <laughs> season, he's starved for chances at the moment. He, he's really picking at the bones here for... For chances, yeah. if you can get him the chances, he's shown he's got everything to be a really decent forward in the Premier League and get you goals. Fulham, as you said, you know they were in my top five <laughs> teams. That was back in I think December, January time, and that mm. was a time where they clawed their way back into be in a position where they can yeah. get out of the the relegation zone if you know results go their way this this weekend. And I think they were playing well. And I, I, I always stand by my top five. My top five is always perfect. I'm, I'm, you know, people know if you need top five predictions, power rankings, you, you know come to, to me, you know where to go. Um, and they were there for a reason. Go back, listen to the podcast and you'll understand why they were in there. Um, in terms of this game, I do think 
you know, obviously, as I said, the Grealish factor is massive. But I, I do think that Aston Villa can get a win in this one. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Aston Villa win. Okay. I like the way that Fulham have approached games recently, but I just think Villa have shown, you know, with the likes of Martinez in goal and, and the defense they have, they have a bit of stability there. I think they can keep Fulham out. Um, and the game that follows this one, Jody, Man United versus Brighton, the team second on the log, Manchester <laughs> United against a Brighton team who are 16th. They're not quite safe yet. They're close but they're not quite safe yet. How do you see this game going? Um, I think this will be a good one to watch. Um, Man, you've man, you've been all over the place this season, I think. Um, we'll have to see what their morale is like after having lost out to Leicester in the FA Cup, but they're still sitting comfortably in second place and I don't see them slipping far this weekend. Brighton don't have a very good track record against Manu. Um, I think they've lost the last five matches against them. And I can only imagine Manu will probably manage to get a cheeky penalty against them again this weekend if they can slip <laughs> it in. So <laughs> um, I'm going to say 3-1 to Manu. The cheeky penalty, I would not put yeah. it past Man United. <laughs> and obviously it would have to be against Brighton, the team who yeah. play so well in games and then end up you know, on the wrong end of results almost, mm. you know, way too often. And then one of those teams that you kind of think, oh, they don't deserve to be this low in the league. But unfortunately, yeah. the league table doesn't lie. You've got to get those Ws on the board. Yeah. They've got two wins on the bounce, though, recently, and, and that will mm. be good for them. Hopefully, they take that into this game, a 3-0 against Newcastle, a 2-1 against Southampton. But those both are teams that are kind of struggling at the moment, and Man United certainly are not struggling at the moment. As I said, second on the log, undefeated yeah. in the league for a couple of you know months now. Obviously, you mentioned the Leicester FA Cup one. I think they'll be disappointed to have lost it, but they know that in the league they're still strong. Yeah. And I think they're going to carry that into this game. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Man United win. I do think that Brighton are going to have a lot of chances in this game. They're going to play beautiful football and you're going to end up in this game like, how did Man United win it? But you know what? That's exactly what Man United have done all season. Yeah. Majority of the time, you turn around, you just say, how have they done? You know what? Yeah. They get the Ws. Me too. And it's probably <laughs> the perfect game to summarize that in the sense of Brighton play the good football, don't get the results. Man United sometimes play the good football, sometimes they don't. <laughs> but they've been getting the results. So, and at the end of the season, you know, all people are going to remember is where you finished on the log. Where you, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily exactly. how well you played in how each you got individual there. game. Yeah, that that's <laughs> yeah. the truth of it. That's the truth of it. Um, speaking of teams that trying to play good football, you've got Everton. Carlo Ancelotti's been in there. He's done really well, I think. Um, although... You know, they've had chances to be higher up in the league. And I say this with them being in eighth place, game in hand on the teams above them. They can go ahead of both Liverpool and Spurs if they can win their game in hand. So, you know, I don't know how much we can speak, but mm -hmm. the problem with Everton is I can't put that game in hand. I can't, I can't put too much weight in it because... They've lost two games in a row. I, I don't know what they're going to do mm. with that game in hand, whether they're going <laughs> to 
take advantage of it or not. Their goal difference isn't that great. They've got a plus three goal difference, you know, which is the mm. lowest in the top half of the league at the moment. I just don't know what this Everton team, they yeah. come up against the Crystal Palace side, who is another team that I, I, I struggle to <laughs> to guess how they're going to turn out. One week they, 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 they dog it out and they get the W. The next week they look really, really bad. How do you see this game? I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you first digs at how this game is going to go because I'm still kind of deciding here. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. It's a really tough one. Um, I think Everton have a solid winning streak against Palace, and I don't see Monday's game being any different for them. Um, I think they'll be desperate for a win, having lost the last two matches. Um, as well as falling out of the FA Cup as well, I think they did. And they should be confident in the fact that Palace haven't had a very good track record at Goodison Park. Um, I hate to do it to Crystal Palace, but I'm going to call 2-0 win to Everton. I just think the curse of Goodison Park will get to them, and I can't see them scoring any goals in this one. So, yeah, the 2-0 to Everton for me. 2-0 to Everton. And that would take Everton... Obviously, they, well, they play I, after yeah. <laughs> Spurs and Liverpool, but that that keeps that that game in hand. You know that trump card still in their pockets to use mm. to to hop ahead of both of us into a European spot in sixth place. You would mm. assume. Look for this game. I think it'll be an interesting game. Um, that shock two one loss to Burnley. I think will still be hurting Everton players and fans. That one, yeah. that was a game that they really, I, I felt they really should have taken advantage of and and looked to try and get the win there. They then also get the FA Cup elimination as well, so there's a bit of confidence question marks whether or not they're going <laughs> to affect them. We mentioned with Spurs, sometimes they hold on to things a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully for Everton, they can brush that stuff off and and look at it as an opportunity for guys. We could we could really go and get top six. Maybe even more than that, if if we just get back on track to what we were doing really well. And this is a good game for them. It's going to be a hard one because Crystal Palace are going to be very tough to break down. Mm. And they've still got that counterattack with the pace that they have. Obviously, the Zahas at all, they still yeah. cause a problem for you on the counterattack. So it will be interesting to see how Everton shape up, how they're able to you know battle the confidence question marks and then also for crystal palace i mean for them obviously 37 points at the moment probably safe at 37 you're thinking maybe <laughs> just want to make it a bit more secure get a w here get that 40 points you know that that benchmark of 40 points for the season i think that would really be a, a good season for them it's slightly disappointing but still you know you're still in the premier league you can then try and regroup next season there's always a shock result on the week. I'm going to go with a Crystal Palace <laughs> 2-1 win for Crystal Palace. And oh, maybe it's the wow. sour Liverpool fan within me that just doesn't <laughs> want Everton to go above them at any point again this season. But I just I'm, I'm, I, I can see just purely because they're always shocks in the Premier League. That's what mm. I'm basing it on. Not stats, yeah. not facts. Not the good. I mean, you <laughs> raise a, a good point with how bad Crystal Palace are, at, you know, at Goodison Park. But this yeah. is the this is the game that they break that duck, that they break the the voodoo of Goodison <laughs> Park, especially without fans there. They can take advantage of it, break yeah. it, and yeah, 
maybe I'm falling back in love with Crystal Palace <laughs> as the team for the pod for 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 this podcast, the darlings of this podcast. Yeah. We we will move on though to the two Ws. We got Wolves versus West Ham in what is obviously the last game of the weekend played on the Monday. You know, you've had a lovely Easter. Hopefully, you know, if you're celebrating, happy Easter to those that are celebrating. Happy holidays to everyone around the world. Uh, Wolves versus West Ham, Jody. Is this a great game to end the weekend? Interesting, hard to predict. How are you feeling? I think it's a it's a nice wrap up to the to the long weekend. Um, Wolves haven't been having a very good season though, have they? I think losing Jimenez early on has had a major effect on their morale and losing to Liverpool before the break won't be helping their confidence going into this match, I don't think. Um, West Ham are playing really well and I can see them seeking out goals in this game. They'll also want to capitalise on any chance they can get at staying in the top four or getting up into the top four. So, um, yeah, I think Jesse Lingard could threaten with an early goal. So um, if this happens, I can see them easily winning this. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to say 3-1 to West Ham. I think it's going to be um, a really exciting match to watch. Good way to wrap up the weekend. And yeah, I think 3-1 to West Ham. See it that through. would be an exciting game for the neutrals. Maybe not so much for West uh, for Wolves fans. If that mm. scoreline pans out, <laughs> 3-1 to West Ham. But as you say, I mean, West Ham have been playing decent. Flate, they're still, you know, top five at the moment, trying to push for top four. I think they're well in the race um, and they've got a chance. They've got a chance this season. The teams below them have looked shaky. We've mentioned it in, you know, throughout this podcast and in the past. This is a really good chance for West Ham to get into Europe, you know, or maybe even just get into the Champions League as well. Um, yeah. If you're thinking not just Europa League, you're looking a bit higher up. For Wolves, obviously, the the big injury up front was really bad for mm. them, but it, it's given us a chance to to look at some of their other young players that they've brought in. Mm. They've looked decent. <sighs> the Liverpool game, I think they had chances to 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 try and salvage something from that game. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to complain with that one. Whether <laughs> or not, you know, they, they can handle this West Ham team as it is at the moment, I think, yeah. obviously, the pictures this past couple of weeks of Jimenez, you know, on the training pitch will be just such a joy mm. such a joy yeah. for, for Wolves fans I'm, I mean not expecting him to be back quite yet but at least just seeing those pictures hopefully that's that's a boost to them and and well wishes yeah. from this podcast to him um yeah you also then look at the the likes of Pondens being doubtful for this game mm. Roy Patricio can he be back in time for this game you know very very bad injury in their last game and, and we're hoping that he's okay, recovering well. So we'll see. It, it, a lot of question marks on who's going to be starting for Wolves in this game and, and how it affects them. Yeah, it, it just mm -hmm. seems like it's written for a West Ham win in this one. I'm going to go with a 2-1 West Ham win. I, I'm, I just mm -hmm. think hopefully Wolves have a good showing and they've had time on the training pitch, but they've got a lot of internationals as well. Some of their players, you know, would have yeah. headed out, not necessarily had the time to just regroup and and get things back on track. And I think West Ham just continue off from what they've been doing for most of the season, which is getting solid results. You know, yeah. they've, they've they've only had two wins in their last five games. They due a win based on how they've been playing this season. And 
Unfortunately for Wolves, it, it would be at their expense. Mm. But Jody, that is going to do it for another episode of Tad Predicts. Do you have anything you want to plug, put over or promote before we wrap up the show? Um, just the fact that you can follow me on Twitter at Spursy141. That's me. Awesome Thanks. stuff. Uh, <laughs> get all of your fantasy tips there. I don't know. Do, do you share much fantasy tips or are you... Are you very guarded when it comes to fantasy? Obviously, as I said, you're doing quite well in your <laughs> in your league. Do Do you think people in your league are are trying to get um you know to counter your fantasy advice um and use it to their advantage? Um. Yeah. Look, I don't share too much um on Twitter. To be honest, <laughs> I keep it to myself. Uh, the odd tip here and here and there on the podcast, but yeah. Um. Yeah. I keep that. Keep that in my my back pocket for myself. <laughs> but thank yeah as, as she said spursy 141 on twitter great follow guys go follow her from my end you can go ahead and check out all of the awesome t- content on epr index website that's eprindex.com we have match previews post-match reviews player performances and just all of your premier league news you can find there it's kind of like a one-stop shop it's pretty awesome Got some awesome feature writers there as well. Of course, we got the Daily Show, the Two-Footed Podcast with Dave Hendrick. You can listen to that every single weekday. Um, Finally, you can also check out our flagship show that runs weekly. It's the EPL Roundtable, where Kev DeVries sits down with panelists from the respective EPL teams. They do reviews, previews of all of the happenings around the Premier League and, and some hot topics as well. You can follow this show on at a tad predictable on twitter you can follow at epl index on twitter as well subscribe to the epl index podcast channel on your podcast providers guys give us five stars write some positive comments that stuff goes a long long way obviously thank you to our presenting sponsors liberty shield as i mentioned earlier i've been to the you can find me on twitter at tad predicts that's at t-a-d P-R-E-D-I-C-T-S. The lovely lady that does our intros. She was our awesome guest this week. Jody is at Spursy141, as she mentioned. Our producer behind the glass, Guy Drinkle. He's on Twitter at Guy Drinkle. And remember, Chisinga Perry, Chinoshura. Podcast Network.